0: I'm Joel Shetler, your host and editor of Finance and Commerce, Minnesota's oldest business newspaper and online publication. Thanks so much for joining me. I would also like to thank our podcast sponsor, Guarantee Commercial Title. Guarantee offers a new platform for the delivery of services based on the expertise and ingenuity of a visionary team of title professionals that identifies obstacles and creates solutions that result in a successful sale, construction, or financing of commercial real estate. To learn more, visit Guaranteetitle.net. UCARE recently announced that Joy Marsh would serve as its first Associate Vice President of Equity and Inclusion. Marsh is filling a new role at UCARE, one that meets employee feedback regarding increasing accountability and leadership in the health plan company's diversity, equity, and inclusion work. Her responsibilities and goals reflect this, including those to advance health and racial equity among the nonprofit's members and the community it serves. Marsh said she will also lead the company's new equity and inclusion department. Her work with internal and external stakeholders will be data-driven and focused on reducing disparities in how communities access healthcare. Quote, we're looking to understand what some of those barriers might be to individuals accessing services and then addressing the root cause," Marsh told reporter Kelly Bush in this episode. Marsh joined UCARE from the city of Minneapolis, where she served as director of the Division of Race and Equity and developed the city's first strategic and racial equity plan. She's also worked at United Health Group in roles that included business analysis, project management, and product owner responsibilities. Marsh has a Bachelor of Science degree in social science and Master of Education in Special Education and Teaching from the University of Minnesota.
1: Today I'm joined by Joy Marsh. She's UCARE's new associate vice president of equity and inclusion. So thanks for joining me, Joy. And yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'd like to start first start off by just chatting about, you know, what your new position entails.
2: Yeah, sure. So um I, as, as the, the first Associate Vice President of Equity and Inclusion for, for UCARE, I have a really exciting role, I'm collaborating with leaders and with members and with staff and other stakeholders, including the board, in helping to execute on UCARE's vision to become an anti-racist organization, which includes looking at how we can address health and racial equity disparities within the members that we serve and the communities where, where UCARE um, does business, but also internally within our workforce.
1: Great. And I have a bunch of follow-up questions for all those points you just mentioned, but let's start mm-hmm. by talking broadly what your goal is for this role.
2: Um, well, what's exciting about this role for me and for working with UCARE is that it's not a unified it's not a unified vision, right? It's one that we get to create together. Um, We hear so much in the marketplace and across the world just around the impacts of health and racial disparities. This is not new Um, for for UCARE to be stepping into this space and it's not a new topic for organizations to be confronting. But what's, what's great about UCARE is that I don't have to do this by myself. Um, there's lots of data that's out there around the health and racial disparities that we're facing. There's lots, of ra- there's lots of data out there around social and economic drivers towards health and the needs for all organizations, be they private sector, public sector nonprofit to be rolling up sleeves and thinking about what it is that we can do in order to address those disparities. And UCARE being an organization that takes that very seriously and has for, for, for many years um, is a great place to, to again be working alongside so many different stakeholders internally and externally to, to craft that vision and to figure out how we can align our decision making, our processes, our policies in order to ensure that we're doing everything that we can to dismantle um, uh, institutional racism and also addressing the disparities of those members that we're serving.
1: Mm-hmm. So who are the stakeholders you plan to work with internally and externally?
2: So internally, it's certainly the staff of UCARE at all levels of the organization, frontline staff, all the way up to our, our senior management, working with our board externally. At UCARE does a really great job already um, working with external partners. Be they other um, organizations that work in in healthcare, from, um, from associations that Ucare is, is a part of, to, to community-based organizations who have built trust inside of the communities that we're looking to serve. It's really a, a, a wide cross-section.
1: Awesome. Great. Well, specifically, what are your goals for identifying and addressing health disparities at UCare? You know, do you have an example of a health disparity you have identified, or um, I guess is it better to approach this question with um, that broad that broad question first?
2: Yeah. Well, you know, there are lots of factors, social and economic factors, that contribute to the health of our of our members um, within within the UCare network, and so I. What what we're, what we're able to do is working again, like I said, with a lot of those partners the, at the Minnesota. Um, Department of Health, Health and Human Services, other external agency organizations to identify what some of those disparity areas are and then aligning, again, our internal policies and practices in order to make sure that we're doing the best that we can to reduce disparities. And so some of that looks like working with providers and helping to increase their cultural congruence and the work that they're doing with the communities that we're serving. Sometimes it looks like helping to support whatever we can to help our members get access to the sort of preventative services Services that they need to do getting well baby checks, getting mammograms, things like that, um, looking at the data and the utilization for our members um, at, within racial and ethnic groups, looking at people who have disabilities, individuals who identify as LGBTQIA+, those who may be elderly, those who live in urban areas versus rural areas, looking at how they're leveraging services, looking to understand what some of those barriers might be to individuals accessing services and then addressing those at the root cause. Mm
1: -hmm. Great, great. So I know you've only been on the job a few weeks, but have you started looking at that data yet and, you know, identifying different areas of focus that you'd really like to hone in on?
2: Well, what's great um, about joining UCARE is that that work was already underway when I got here through our population health work that's been happening. This is not new for UCARE to be stepping into these spaces and to be asking these questions. Um, one of the things that made UCARE really attractive as an employer for me stepping into this role is that they had begun doing this work. A lot of the, that, that level of inquiry, looking across all levels of, our, of the business to understand were the opportunities were for UCARE to begin to, to unpack our own businesses, our own business and our own decision-making to really understand what the opportunities were. And so, like I said, a lot of that work is or has already been underway and it's, and for me stepping into this organization, into this role, it's really an opportunity to build upon what's already there. Okay,
1: great, great. Well, I want to pivot and chat about, um, you know, the workplace at UCARE. So how do you, this is a big, broad question, so feel free to take this any direction, but How do you plan to foster a diverse, equitable and inclusive workplace at UCARE?
2: So one of the things that UCARE staff and leaders um, embarked on in late 2020 was looking within themselves and and conducting an assessment of their diversity, equity and inclusion work and really looking at, at, at engaging staff and other stakeholders to understand what is the current state um, of UCARE? What's our culture look like? How are we, what are some of the opportunities? And then also what are some of the successes that we can celebrate at this event, at this juncture? around our diversity and inclusion efforts within the the workplace right now. So one of my primary areas of focus stepping into this role is really building upon that foundation, this, this level of assessment that's been done, the data that's been captured, and then working with stakeholders from frontline staff all the way through leadership to begin to take that assessment and the data that came from it and make it actionable. Okay, great,
1: great. I'm curious, could you give me an example of an actionable item that would result from that work?
2: Sure. So, one example that again is not u- unique to you, CARE is like, how do we make sure that the, that the workplace that we have reflects the members that we serve?
0: Mm-hmm. We do
2: recognize that in, in many of the communities, our priority communities, um, even if we look specifically at at um, black indigenous and people of color like making sure that our that our staff reflects the membership that we're serving so that those members that might be engaging with us be it through customer service or through some of our community health workers and even some of the decision making that we that we might be making internal to the organization that might not be directly customer facing really does reflect the needs of those communities that we're serving so having a diverse workforce that reflects the community that we serve is one of those key areas that has that came up in the assessment. Mm -hmm. Great,
1: great. Mm -hmm. Um, So at the end of the day, you know, when you step back from this role, whenever that is, what do you want your impact to have been in terms of equity and inclusion for you care
2: Yeah, so, you know, equity and inclusion, like this is lifelong work. Um, in in my mind. This is not the sort of thing that you embark upon and a year later be like, well, that's done. And you check the box and you move on. (laughs) And so I I like to believe as someone who has um, enjoyed a rather extensive career managing change in complex organizations, I, I like to believe that my impact in coming into UCARE is really helping to provide some operationalized approach to the work. So how can we build some of the scaffolding to make sure that as we're thinking about equity and inclusion and we're looking to advance um, health and racial equity outcomes and becoming an anti-racist organization, that that begins by having clarity of what our goals are in that process um, and having an understanding at all levels of the organization around how our decision-making regardless of who it is that we are. We can be a frontline staff person who's making what we think is a very discreet um, decision, but how each of us can have an opportunity to understand our role in helping to accomplish that vision. That's what I'd like to think um, I can do Mm -hmm. in the work at UCARE is is collaborating with all of those those individuals within the organization to build that level of scaffolding so that we know how to think critically about our decision making, um, be it about policy practice or the services that we create in order to be able to accomplish the goals that we've set.
1: Awesome. Awesome. That's great. So you mentioned your background a little bit and I'd love to dive mm-hmm. into that now. So how did your background prepare you for this role? I, you know, saw you had a pos- position at the city of Minneapolis doing, um, work in this area.
2: Yeah. So uh, it's not my first rodeo. <laughs> 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 uh, so coming yeah, into UCARE sure. <laughs> UK, is is in a similar position as the city of Minneapolis was when I joined. Um, they were doing, they're doing the work. They'd been doing the work. They'd been thinking about um, uh, advancing health and racial equity and um, and so the foundation was ripe um, to come in and again to build that scaffolding. And so in a similar fashion, ha- um, having come from the city of Minneapolis at a very similar point to where UCARE is, I was able to work inside of that institution to really one begin just by understanding, understanding the culture, understanding how decision making happened, building relationships with individuals internally and externally, helping to get clear about what the, what the, most expeditious pathway would be Mm -hmm. for us to build some of that infrastructure around capacity building for staff. How do I think critically about race and the impact of my decision-making on um, Black, Indigenous, and people of color communities? How do I build the sorts of relationships with external partners, be they community-based organizations and other individuals or even other jurisdictions who are seeking to, to accomplish those same goals and to begin to actually create those key tools that we needed at decision points, so that we knew how to take a pause and to think about race. But then also, like I said earlier, this is um, that this is ongoing work. It's not something that just happens overnight. And so the bigger piece in that is is about that culture shift. Um, and really recognizing how do we set, goals for ourselves so that we know in the near term that we're making progress, while also recognizing that it's taken hundreds and hundreds of years to create the conditions that we're living with, that the, the disparities that we see inside of communities for Black, Indigenous, and people of color, within our LGBTQIA plus communities, for elderly people across the board. These took hundreds of years to create these outcomes, and it's going to take time in order for us to be able to begin to really make an impact and a commitment long-term to staying engaged in that work. So having come from Minneapolis, having come um, from uh a, a career managing complex change in organizations prior to coming to minneapolis it, it's those sorts of of skills and experiences that i bring into this role that that um that i'm hopeful will will enable me to make an impact that you care yeah so that
1: last point you brought up is super interesting right because you know the past two years we've seen a lot of entities embark on internal and external change in their organizations right but how do we, how do entities ensure that that work continues, you know, five years, a decade, two decades down the line? You know, what, what do those entities need to be doing to ensure that they're still, you know, not just having a single moment where they're addressing this in, internally and externally?
2: Yeah, that that's a great question. Um, and to your point, a lot of organizations, you um, in response to either the the racialized stress responses and the anxiety that popped up in during pandemic and seeing the impact of COVID-19, particularly on our black, indigenous and people of color communities, the disproportionate impact within those communities and seeing that on full display Um, The impact of George Floyd's murder in Minneapolis and the worldwide outcry around anti-Blackness and anti-American Indian sentiment that, that those of us inside of these communities have been living with our whole lives, like the awareness of that that just became so much more prevalent in the last two years. Yeah, absolutely. Lots of organizations had bold statements and are hiring positions. Similarly, you know that th- they're calling it—they're—they're they're, they're equity people coming into organizations. That—that is, um, we saw a lot of that <laughs> pop mm-hmm. up in the last two years. Um, so, how do organizations uh, stay the course? That's the challenge. That's the challenge. Um, This is not easy work, it's not comfortable work, um, and it's not work that we get done um, in short order. And so for organizations to stay the course does require a willingness to to sit in those uncomfortable spaces, to look critically at themselves, um, and to be willing to confront um, with open eyes and open hearts what it is that they need to be doing internally to recognize that advancing equity and closing these gaps is not charitable work, um, that there, that it's not about coming in as some savior to write a check um, and to, or maybe to, to hand out uh, food or clothing at the tail end of this, but really looking at those systems, looking at what's really core to how decision-making happens inside of organizations and being un, um, unapologetic in your commitment to really unpack what needs to be unpacked. Um, but then I think also um, operating with a sense of, Commitment to the humanity, particularly of the people who work inside of the organization. So one of the things that's really exciting to me about UCARE is the depth of inquiry that they're doing with their staff and really understanding what's the opportunity for, for, for care um, within the workforce at UCARE who is doing this work externally, but also caring for the people inside of the organization. So for me, um, I think any institution that truly, truly wants to be a part of addressing external disparities um, that we're seeing in the community and doing its part, yes, do that work and stay committed to do that work. Um, build the relationships with other organizations that are committed to do the work as well. Um, be thoughtful and intentional about your own practices and be willing to address what needs to be addressed, particularly from the perspective of culture, but then also show enormous care for the people who are doing this work, especially those people who have lived experiences within that are being most impacted by structural and systemic racism. Great,
1: great. Um, well, one of my last questions for you here is, um, I just kind of want to get your take on what you're most excited for in this role.
2: Um, you know, one of the things that's really exciting to me about this role is, you know, I, before working at the city of Minneapolis, I did work in healthcare. I had worked for about eight years at United Health Group. Um, and while my work there wasn't focused specifically on advancing equity, uh, being able to have that foundation and healthcare coming into you care with that foundation, but also focusing on equitable outcomes um, and working on, on diversity and inclusion with with our with our um, with the folks inside, like that's exciting to me. It, it's almost like a coming home of of sorts to be able to take what's very near and dear to my heart, which is justice and advancing equity and seeing um, us live in a society where we really do honor the humanity of everyone and and work to to address those needs and to confront what's broken in the healthcare system. That's That to me is amazing. That, that is definitely what I'm most excited about. Awesome.
1: Mm -hmm. Great. Well, that was it for my question. So is there anything else you want to add in or mention
2: or emphasize? I don't, you know, I, you know, four weeks I'm, 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 Five weeks in to my role. <laughs> I'm five weeks into my role, and you know, yeah. if, if anything, I learned in Minneapolis that what I thought I knew at five weeks and what I knew at five months was dramatically different. Um, really? Every organization, yeah, every organization that's doing this work is different. I mean, fundamentally, yeah. the outcomes might be the same as far as where we're trying to go, but what it takes mm-hmm. to get there is very, very specific to each organization. So I, I, I look forward to to kind of putting these questions away and revisiting them myself five months from now and saying like, okay, like what I thought was possible uh, five weeks in versus what was possible and what's, and and how some of that shifts I, I expect will be very different.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate your insight today. This was a fantastic conversation. Yeah. Thanks, Kelly.
0: Thank you for listening and please subscribe to Beyond the Skyline. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcasts. To learn more about finance and commerce or to subscribe, go to our website, www.finance-commerce.com. I'm Joel Shatler, editor of Finance and Commerce. Thank you again for listening to Beyond the Skyline.